Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, the question goes like this. What is more vile, sardines or tuna? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's off today. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hi. And Holly, why are we asking people to weigh in on what's more disgusting, sardines or tuna? This is a hot debate that's currently happening in my house right now. And it all started because we went to the store yesterday. I say we, that was me and my husband. I looked in his bag and in his bag were cans of sardines. That is nasty. That is vile. Ugh. So I gave him crap about it because I have in the past. Because the thing is, Colleen, he'll crack open the can of sardines. And you got to live with that. And you got to live with that. <laughs> it lingers. Yeah. You got to crack a window, air, air it, it out. out. And guess what? This time of year, it's kind of hard to crack a window mm-hmm. and air it out mm-hmm. because it's cold outside. Right. So I gave him crap about it. I was like, ugh, gross, nasty. They got the little heads on them. Ugh. Uh, yuck. Then, Colleen, he throws it right back in my face. And he's like, I don't want a sardine in the face. No. <laughs> slap a fish slap in the face. No, he comes back and he attacks my tuna. No. No. He sure no, did. On all the levels. He no. sure did. He was like, well, it's not any worse than the cans of tuna that you open for your lunch every day. Mm-hmm. And I was offended. I was like, tuna is not vile like sardines. Tuna is distinct. Yes. Tuna is maybe an acquired taste, but it's not vile like yeah, the trashy so sardines. Nasty. I actually find tuna to be more mainstream. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I know you have an opinion on this. Yes. What is more vile? Tuna or sardines? Now listen, I've I did not even have to think to answer this question because the answer to that question is the more vile thing is sardines. Yeah, because again, to your point, head on. I have another question. Yeah, because I am not a sardine eater. In fact, actually, I'm going to be honest. I've never eaten a sardine, not once ever in my life. Never tried it. Knock on that. Knock on it. Do you eat the head? Do you eat the whole thing? Yeah, you eat the whole thing. And apparently what he does is he smashes it. scales on it? Yeah, he smashes it into a paste and puts it on a cracker and then eats it for lunch. No. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Have you ever eaten one? Yes, I have. Okay, and? They're they're, they're strong and they are pungent in a way that I don't really like. Yeah. Tuna, tuna is versatile. Tuna is wonderful. Yeah, I so I actually think that uh that tuna is a more normal thing and that's why I'm saying tuna is less vile. In fact, What's actually I'm going to say not vile at all. Yeah, it's not vile at all. Now, some people will kind of moan and be like, "Well, oh, you got tuna in here." And I say to them, deal with it. Yeah, my deal husband my husband thinks that tuna is disgusting and I think it really is like a smell thing. Sure. He doesn't like the smell of it, but if I put it in something, he'll eat it. 
Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, secret he's tuna. Fi- you're fine. Secret tuna. <laughs> Let's go to Stacy. Stacy's on the line. Hi, Stacy. Stacy, how are you guys? Good. Hey, how good. are you? Good. What is more vile to you, sardines or tuna? Uh, sardines by far because it looks like an animal. Right. And I also have pet fish. Okay. So. No. You, you know what, Stacy? You don't, you don't have, you don't need to go anywhere near a sardine. No, you don't. Tuna for you all the time, all day, every day. No, can I ask you a second question, a follow up yeah. question, if you will, Stacy? Do you like tuna? Yeah. Okay. It's not my favorite, but it's a good. You'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got protein. You're good. Yeah. It's Thank fine. Thank you, yeah. Stacy. Thanks, Stacy. Yeah. And even, you know, he went on Twitter to try to defend no. his sardine situation no. by being like, they're health food in a can. He's quoting some doctor. I don't know who. They're high in omega threes, contain virtually no mercury, and are loaded with calcium. They also contain iron, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, zinc, copper, and magnesium, okay. as well as a full complement of B vitamins. And I ask you, mm-hmm. Is the sardine consortium sneaking into my house? Yeah, I think so. Does is he it, getting paid on the side? Yeah, I don't. I no. <laughs> like not that I know of. And it's yeah. I it's try to sell me on sardines. Please. No, no five do. I see what you did. There. <laughs> no can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we got this from Taylor. Okay, sardines Taylor. are the quote perfect food. Sure. Tuna is more vile. Sardines are a very exclusive experience. But tuna is too similar to chicken, and then I remember it's fish, and I vom. <laughs> so, but I hear one what to you're one. saying. It, but tuna is chicken of the sea, and they even put it on the can to they remind do. you. And that's why there's a reason why we gravitate toward tuna. Sardines are like fake fancy. That's what I think about sardines. Sardines are like. Okay, sardines are a dare food, and they're like fake fancy, like to keep kids off drugs. Food? No, no, like uh, I'll I dare you to eat that uh, kind uh-huh. of food, a right? challenge food, or like you're going to impress people when you chew on fish head. That's what I feel like people who eat sardines <laughs> regularly are doing. They're like, ha ha, like watch me. And oh yeah, I'm so like, sophisticated. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I just like the crumpled up stuff in the can that I can mix some mayo. And, like, throw on a Sammy. Yeah, and it's fine. I open the can, and here comes the cat, and then we share. Yeah, that's wonderful. True. That's my cat's love, Oh, tuna. yeah. You cannot escape Mm-mm. opening a can of tuna. If you got a cat in the nope, house, nope. they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. When we come back, I think we've settled it. <laughs> Taylor, you're wrong. Um, oh. No, I'm just kidding. Taylor, you can love your sardines. Yeah, love them for us. Yeah. We love that you love yes, them. Yes, exactly. And you know that's, that's how I feel about my husband. I'm like, I love... That you, you love, love sardines. Yeah. Just don't eat them when I'm in the house and crack a window if you're eating them for lunch this afternoon. I do feel like we should have allowed anchovies to enter the chat, but whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Don't have time. No. Whoops. No. Look at that. Oh. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Peloton's response to the moment that shall remain nameless in the new series, just like that. And just like, is it? And just like that. And just like that. Yes. Uh, Peloton has a response to that. And guess what? Ryan Reynolds is involved. What? What? We'll talk about that after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. Okay. So Peloton has been in the news. Um, and not for the best reason, right? Because of Peloton's role in a plot point 
in the new telling of uh, Sex in the City and Just Like That. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is out. He'll be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Uh-huh. And Holly, uh, Peloton has responded. They have responded. So the story last week... And Ryan week, Reynolds Colleen, has something to do with and it. And what? Why? I know. What's happening? <sighs> so I'm going to ask that people who don't want spoilers around and just like that need to turn down. Don't turn it off. No. Just turn it down until about 225, and then you can roll the audio back up. Right. On this segment. Giving but this fair spoiler warning, is everywhere. But the spoiler is everywhere, and look, it is in headlines. And so I'm going to exercise the belief that you are responsible for your own spoiler alerts mm-hmm. in the culture. We have yeah. given it a nice 72-plus hours since and just like that, the first two episodes mm-hmm. dropped. I'm looking at headlines about this story, Colleen, and it explicitly, it explicitly says... What was happening yeah. now? I just felt the need to do that. Yes, so, thank you. That you was courteous. You are responsible for buckling in your own spoiler mm-hmm. alerts before you go ahead and assist others. <laughs> thank you. Now that being said, we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So last week, and just like that, the continuation of Sex in the City dropped on HBO. The first two episodes. The first episode had a shocking revelation in. The passing mm-hmm. of Mr. Bing. Yeah. He went bye-bye in the car car. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bye. Yeah. But he didn't go bye-bye in the car car. He went bye-bye on the Peloton yeah, bike. Yeah, he did. And they used that company's name specifically multiple which times. Which tells it wasn't you that like, there was a contract. Which yeah. tells you that Peloton knew that they were going to be involved in the storyline in some way. Now, yeah. whether or not they knew how they were going to be involved... And maybe they weren't excited about the way that they were involved. Yeah, we don't know. But when something like that is name dropped specifically, guaranteed that there were people behind the scenes negotiating that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it wasn't like, I just had a penchant for fitness during the COVID lockdown. Mm -hmm. And I'm going on my exercise bike and I'm doing cardio. No. They name dropped specifically the company. They used one of their trainers who went by a character name Mm -hmm. that... He liked to watch while he fitnessed. Yeah. So, yeah, people were upset. People were not expecting it. Mm-hmm. People were so upset and so shocked by it that the actual price of Peloton stock dropped. Yeah. The day after that episode of And Just Like That dropped. Real world ramifications. What? I mean, it is kind of shocking, but also not shocking at all. Yeah. And it, thank you. Because, you know, one can look at that and be like, wow, that's a piece of fiction. And that did not cause him to die. But the world we live in doesn't understand fiction. I know. Well, and nor all, does it understand fact, which yeah, is also a problem. Yeah. That's also a problem we mm-hmm. find ourselves in. Also, the characters in And Just Like That don't understand that either. Because don't even get me started about episode two. And the way that Charlotte handled the situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into that because we're focusing on what Peloton did in response to the controversy controversy last week. They did an epic troll over the weekend and it was fabulous chef's kiss. Mm. And by epic troll, I mean that Peloton shot a commercial featuring Chris Noth, a.k.a. Mr. Big, with the Peloton instructor that he was watching. That killed him. That killed him. <laughs> Being that you can read into this commercial mm-hmm. that everyone is alive and well, that he faked his own death and he ran off with the Peloton instructor yeah. sitting on the couch enjoying themselves. It's very meta. Yeah. 
I but kind of love it, though. I yeah. mean, like you said, chef's kiss. Like, way to show up, Peloton. Yeah, way to show up, Peloton. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why this is probably so ingenious. Oh. And it's the person behind the scenes making that ad possible that I think really added to the genius of it. And that is? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds enters the chat. Ryan Reynolds, who just announced he's taking a break from being a big Hollywood movie star. I'm taking a break from being a big Hollywood movie star, and I'm doing this marketing company called Maximum Effort, who produced this spot no for Peloton. Kidding. That is wild. Yeah. So I don't know if this was something that was planned. Something tells me that this was completely off the cuff. And this was a marketing move, a marketing genius. When you've got somebody like Ryan Reynolds, right, doing the muscle behind who, the scenes. Who understands how public relations work? Like, who understands how to shift the public narrative? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and he's done advertising before for, you know, he, I think, did a, an ad for a Canadian telecom company featuring Rick Moranis, mm-hmm. who we never really see. Now, Ryan Reynolds has the, the Rolodex, the power Rolodex to make this happen on a just yeah, like the flick of phone call. Yeah, quick yeah. phone call. So then they got these guys together, rearranged the kitchen a little bit, and used this as a way to make their basically Peloton's public response to that episode of And Just Like That. That is amazing. Yeah. That is absolutely amazing. Now, when you said that something about it felt like it happened very quickly, you know, and it actually did because going yes. into this, 48 hours. Well, and that's Boom. actually, to me, that's the thing that is exactly the thing that tells me that this was not at the ready by Peloton. Because, okay, if you think about it, if you're Peloton and you know that you're going to be used in this certain way, Again, we know that they had a contract with Sex in the City. That's obvious. Otherwise, they wouldn't have called it Peloton. They would have called it Fitness Bike. Fitness Bike or something like that. So they used the actual brand name, which means money was exchanged somewhere. Remember, remember, remember this. And this is my other piece of evidence. When Cody Rig- Rigsby, Rigby was on Dancing with the Stars, they they did not use the word Peloton. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which yeah. tells you that Peloton has does do those types of deals in money is exchanged in that. Mm -hmm. So money was exchanged somewhere. Now, whether or not Peloton knows that that knew that that was the specific plot device that was going to be, that they were part of that plot device. We don't know. Oh gosh. Imagine being an executive at Peloton and they didn't know how they were going to be used in that show. And then you watch right? the episode. Oh, my gosh. But see, the 48 <laughs> hours is the piece that makes me think they didn't know. Because if they would have known, they would have had something at the ready right away. Mm-hmm. Because you don't, even if it weren't a beloved character on a show, when you're a fitness company, you don't want to be seen as the reason somebody died <laughs> right people well, right. are fitnessing to make their lives better yes right that's the pr around it yeah so the fact that there were 48 hours in between when this first episode dropped and this new this peloton ad arose tells you that they needed that that 48 hours was being used oh yeah absolutely now this isn't the first time mm-hmm. That Ryan Reynolds has worked with Peloton to flip the narrative. Because remember a couple of years ago, pre-COVID. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. The Peloton holiday commercial oh. where the woman got a Peloton bike for her for Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
that caused so much controversy. Well, Ryan Reynolds's company produced the response ad to that where the woman who started that commercial started another commercial where she was sitting around having martinis with her friends. Mm-hmm. So interesting that Ryan Reynolds has turned himself into a marketing genius and a PR crisis kind of a cri- yeah, crisis yeah. PR. Yeah, how do we yeah. take something and then we flip the narrative and we also make it self-referential yep. and we make it funny. Right. And then we can change the narrative and move it into a different direction. Which again, I will say again and again and again and again is what celebrities are often having to do with their own careers. When they get too close to some sort of kerfuffle, they have to reinvent themselves. They've got there are people who are employed to help them do that. And Ryan Reynolds is, is just now like becoming one of them. one of those guys. I love it. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots. After this, on My Talk 107.1. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers off. He'll be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. I'm busy. Holly, uh, are you looking for Kenny? Yes. I thought you were. Uh, our host on the post today. Our post on the host. Host on the post is Kenny. You're looking for him with a little elf hat. Uh, as you're clicking through the mytalk1071.com website, you can only do it on the website, by the way, not the app. Yeah, yeah. He, he's on the website. Our, I would like to abbreviate it, Colleen, and yeah, call it our, our Hopo. Oh, it's our Hopo. It's our Hopo. Yeah, and Kenny. Kenny. Mm-hmm. Kenny's the Hopo. Yep. Uh, so you find him at mytalk1071.com and then click on his sweet little face and you will enter yourself to win $1,000. We're doing it the next two Fridays. On the Lori and Julia show at 5.30. Now, it is time on the Colleen and Bradley show to get to those dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Oh, those crazy, stupid idiots, they're everywhere. They're to your right, they're to your left, and hopefully when you look in the mirror, there isn't one locking eyes with you. Oftentimes, we find them in the state of... Florida. Florida. Sometimes other places, like... Uh, Florida. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Gainesville. Gainesville, Florida. And we gotta meet a guy named Andre. Andre, apparently... Andre 3000? No. Okay. I'm glad that this isn't Andre 3000 because I would be very, very disappointed in his behavior. Well, Andre, Andre got really mad over his neighbor's parking habits. Now, look, I get that. yeah. Hey, it was a snow emergency over the weekend. People were not ready for that. And I've... Side note, I got beef with the guys who aren't moving your cars during a snow emergency because now you've ruined the flow. Yeah. Now you have ruined the flow for the whole season. By flow, I mean you didn't move your car during the snow emergency. The plows had to move around your car. Mm -hmm. And now out in front of my place, there's a big pile of snow where I should be able to park my car. It's not like I haven't thought about this. so frustrating. I get it. So Andre was really frustrated. Except Andre in Gainesville, Florida doesn't have to worry about snow emergencies mm-hmm. like we do here. But he was mad at his neighbor's parking habits Uh-oh. and decided to do something about it. Okay, so because we're in crazy, stupid idiot territory, my guess is that that Andre did not go knock on his neighbor's door and say, hello. No. I would like to speak to you about your bad parking habits. Can we come to some sort of agreement? 
so that you would park better? I, that's not what happened. No, no. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> wrong. Uh, no, he didn't even talk to his neighbors. He didn't even do the thing that I've heard people like people in Boston do this, where they put lawn chairs out mm-hmm. in front of their house. So that they mark off their parking spot. He wasn't, he wasn't even passive aggressive about it. No, Andre decided to take matters into his own hands with a commercial flamethrower. Who even has, <laughs> who even has that? Andre. Like in the garage. What yeah. are you throwing flames for? Yeah. It's, what is the purpose of that? Andre and Rick Dalton from Once Upon a Time what? in Hollywood. <laughs> See the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. I do not understand. Yeah, Andre decided to uh, use a commercial flamethrower towards a car with three teenagers inside. No. There were three teens inside of the car. dude. So one of the moms of these teens said that Andre frequently sprayed the flamethrower to scare off guests at her home. Oh, my gosh. So this just wasn't uh, by happenstance. Apparently, Andre really likes to use that. And that Ashley's daughter fled the car with her friends as Andre continued to spray flames toward them. And said that it was so strong that it's like daylight outside, and he'll do this in the middle of the okay. night. So I this really is a do thing. have a dumb question. Please, what do what what is the actual practical use of flamethrowers? Like, I know it's to throw flames, but for why? Like, why? Why would you need? Give me like not that you can. I'm just asking the world. To give me a reason why one would need a flamethrower for you, the throwing of flames. Yeah, you know, Colleen, there's a lot of things that that question can okay. be applicable to. It's true. Why do people have things and what are the use of those things? Mm-hmm. So I don't really have an answer for you. Okay. But I do know that you can buy flamethrowers online. There's one that's highlighted by the Gainesville Sun that sells for about $900 online. Oh my Their gosh. promo video says, you probably wonder if you can own a flamethrower. And guess what? You can. No okay. permits or licenses needed. Okay. And it, they're legal to buy and own in every state except Maryland or California. So know that your neighbor mm-hmm. could legally have a flamethrower. Now, uh, I bring you this story, Colleen, because none of the teens were hurt. Thank you. And Andre is now facing three counts of felony aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intending to kill. Great. So he didn't mean to kill the teens. I hope he has to give up his flamethrower. I hope. Well, Colleen, I hate to tell you. No, he gets to keep it. That the Gainesville Sun says it wasn't clear whether police had seized the flamethrower. No. (laughs) So I can't tell you. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of problems in that story, but Andre has been arrested. So know that there is at least some form of justice being performed here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, can we go to Missouri? Yeah. Uh, we are going to go to Missouri and we are going to meet Laura Oglesby. Great. Hi. Laura Oglesby, 48 years of age. And um, Laura Oglesby is in some big, serious trouble 
Because Laura Oglesby spent two years impersonating somebody else mm, for a very specific reason. It wasn't because she was impersonating Elvis and Branson? No. As a side gig? No. Oh. Or like Lady Gaga or something yeah. like that. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. I know. She was impersonating her daughter. Ooh, no. She uh-uh. basically... Um, co-opted her daughter Lauren Hayes' identity for more than two years in an effort to to, uh, fool both the federal government and people in her small town of Mountain View. Mm. Um, She was 43 at the time that she did this, so I just like to put things in perspective. She was one year younger than I am right now. She... um, Assumed her daughter's identity, told people that her name was Lauren Hayes and that she was 22 years of age. 43, telling people she was 22. Uh huh. Now, were people asking for the receipts? Now, I haven't looked at the visual yet of this story. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, she used this identity to apply for. A Missouri driver's license in her oh. daughter's name. And then uh-uh. she used that to enroll in Southwest Baptist University. Oh. She applied for financial aid. She received uh. $9,400 in federal student loans. Uh-uh. Uh, almost $6,000 in Pell Grants. And uh, <gasps> yes, she worked at the local Mountain View library and locals knew her as Lauren Hayes. Again, the name of her daughter. Um, this was all a scam so that she could date younger men. Oh yeah, I, just, I know. I just, oh god, this is like next the, level crazy the, stupid idiot. The betrayals, like, right? On scams, on mm-hmm. just horrible. Oh, like my heart goes out to her daughter so very deeply. Right. Also, Laura, honey, I'm looking at the picture of you on the New York Times, and you can't pretend to be younger by wearing a headband with crystal cat ears on it. She tried it. She tried it. She tried it. She told people that she was 22 years old. Um, Apparently, after two years, the scam came crashing down when police in Mountain View were contacted by authorities in Arkansas who believed that she had committed financial fraud by using her daughter's name. Uh, They recognized the name and the investigators, because she was in a small town, approached her, who then she denied stealing her daughter's identity. Um, But then after a while, she did break down and, and admit to the fraud. She's facing five years behind bars without parole. Bye. Bye. I, you know, and I hope that there's a lot of therapy for the daughter to untangle that knotted necklace. The end of the story basically says like that nobody knows what the daughter's nature of the relationship with her mother is or how she's reacted to the fact that her mother stole her identity. What? That is rude. Oh my gosh. That is rude. Yes. Also, that headband that Laura Oglesby is wearing is also rude. Right. I would also, I mean, use this as a reminder to check your credit oh. every twice in a while. Thank you. Yeah. That's all. Okay, great. Where are we going next? Oh, we're going to Atlantic City, Colleen. Okay, I've never uh, been. A very exciting town with lots of exciting things yes. happening, including but not limited to a real estate convention with mortgage lenders Ooh. in attendance. I know. Hot ticket in town. I like it. Nothing says we're going to party hard like a real estate convention. So but true. But unfortunately, that's what happened at Harrah's in Atlantic City. Because, Colleen, chaos broke out at Harrah's. Tuesday morning, 
just before 3 a.m. Multiple people. Nothing good, by the way, happens just before 3 a.m. No, 3 a.m. is the nether time. Mm-hmm. Meaning. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the thing about 3 a.m. Uh-huh. It's too late to be night, but too early to be morning. Morning. It's so true. 3 a.m. Don't trust it. No. Don't be awake for it. Sleep through it. No. Bad things are going to happen. Like a a fight, like a punch-out fist fight between mortgage lenders (gasps) and realtors. No way. At Harrah's. Stop it. In Atlantic City. I always knew they didn't get get along. Yeah. So footage from the New York Post shows multiple people being thrown to the floor and punched inside one of the dining areas at Harrods. And at one point, you can see somebody picking up a chair and throwing it at somebody. Some people were scrambling away, trying to get out of the fight. Security cards broke it up. And somebody told the New York Post, who witnessed this fight, that it broke out after several mortgage companies threw various parties across the city earlier oh in the night. Gosh. So people were partying hard, a little too hard. Who and knew? then what do you do? A bust out fight in the buffet line at Harrods. Now, the fight escalated by the time that the police arrived. No arrests were made because no one on the scene wanted to sign a criminal complaint. <laughs> so they're all covering for each other. But this is like Keystone Cops, Marx Brothers, all-out brawl, fist fight. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Again, 3 a.m. In Atlantic City. No. No, no, 3 a.m. It literally is the nether time. Get to your room. Shut the door. (laughs) Nothing good is going to happen. Too late to be night. Too Too early early to to be be morning. morning. Mm -mm -mm. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. We'll do that after this on My Talk 107.1.